Go. We're recording. Greetings, metalheads, and welcome to another episode of Here Lies Metal, the podcast that brings you the origins, history, and culture of everything metal. Once again, I am Maledictus, and I will be your overlord and overseer and scribe of all things metal for today and all of eternity. Let's get underway. Now, as usual, before we begin, I've decided to do the news. There are a few stories that the metal media at large has been covering this week. So if you hadn't heard them already, get ready for the maledicted spin on these stories. Now for the news voice. Uh, as usual, people, as we do the news stories, uh, the first report, unfortunately, is always that someone died. So far, three weeks in a row, someone in metal has died. Here we go again. Last week, former Judas Priest and Trapeze drummer Dave Holland passed away at the age of 69. Seems like all metal guys these days are dying at that age. That is the age where you go, I think, for a life of drugs and sex and rock and roll. 69 is really the ceiling. I mean, for a while you had a lot of guys dying at 27, but if you make it through 27 and you make it to 32, I think that's where Keith Moon went, 32. Uh, but if you make it past all that, 69 is the is the, is the next uh, challenge. So if you get past that, I'm not sure what the next age is. Um, we'll find out with Keith Richards, I suppose. Okay. Holland uh, began his professional drumming career with the British blues rock outfit Trapeze a band that also launched the careers of the soulful-voiced bassist Glenn Hughes. Holland had served as a drummer for Judas Priest through most of the 80s, from the British Steel album to the Ram It Down album in 1988. In 2004, Holland would be found guilty of attempted rape charges on a minor that he had been receiving drum lessons from the veteran skinsman, charges that the drummer continued to deny till his death. Rest in peace, Dave Holland. Even though apparently you were a creepy kid toucher, you were a pretty good drummer for 1980s of Judas Priest's career. Dave Hall. In more sad metal news, Slayer is calling it quits. That's right. Slayer! That is the only band you get to say like that, and you get to carve it in your arms. Slayer, people, will be no more uh, by before the end of 2018. That's right, folks. The Slaytanic Vermont will be calling it quits following their final tour featuring all the typical bands that usually tour with Slayer these days, including Anthrax, Slam of God, Testament, and Behemoth. After a 35-year run of making their own brand of extreme thrash, rife with satanic, murderous, and even Third Reich-inspired themes, with an obvious tongue-in-cheek flair. Basically, they made extreme metal mainstream. They made it accessible to fans of all ages. Think about it. Slayer was always, uh, they started out as that band that you were scared of, that band that sang about Satan and Nazis and death, and they had pretty cool album covers. But today, Slayer is kind of like this mainstream thing, aren't they? They're, they've gone down as a legend in metal, and I think no one's really afraid of Slayer anymore. Don't you agree? They, they've kind of entered that stage, sort of like Metallica and the other big four bands that old people could like them because the fans are old. Like I said before, the fans have families and jobs now, but they still like their Slayer. So Slayer is now socially acceptable. Who would have ever thought in 1981 that Slayer would ever be socially acceptable? However, after a 35-year run, it is time for them to call it quits. Like many bands, we're going to see bands these days starting to disappear. And all your favorite bands, either you know people are going to die, and that, that will give us news every week, of course, because people die, and that's usually the first story of the week. 
Someone will probably die next week, unfortunately, and we'll have to talk about that. But bands are running out of time. I mean, who will be next? Somebody. You know, maybe some bands will be like the Rolling Stones, but for the most part, you know, what, we lost Motorhead already? I predict we'll probably lose Judas Priest next. They're getting old, people. We have to start looking to the new bands. Let's hope the new bands could carry on the torch. There's some bands out there that are worth uh, looking at, and uh, we'll obviously we'll do episodes on them. And there are a lot of bands out there right now in popular metal that aren't worth an ounce of piss. But let's continue. In the wake of Slayer's news of their upcoming final tour, Dave Mustaine has proposed one last Big Four show featuring Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax, and his foreign nemesis that probably gets to headline the all-star lineup, Metallica. So let's hope we could see that again. I, I was fortunate enough to see the Big Four show at Yankee Stadium in, two, in 2010, was it? I mean, of course, Slayer got to open for Metallica. Hopefully this time Slayer gets to close the show. Maybe Metallica will have the common decency to allow Slayer to close the show. I know you're Metallica, but I think Slayer deserves it. On with the podcast. Here lies metal. One straight shot from this side of the world to the other. Let's continue. I actually said that in my sleep, I was told, so it means something. So I repeated it here. And now it's time for today's episode. And that is the explanation of the great shrub of metal. Now, I know you've probably heard me talking about this before. Now we're finally going to execute this. I made a diagram, a figure, like figure one, one. That's what you can call this. This is the base, basic form of this. I made this figure on Photoshop, and I'm going to share it on social media. I'm going to share it on Facebook, on Here Lies Metal at Facebook. I'm going to share it on Instagram, at Metal Lies Here at Instagram, and on Twitter as well. Here Lies Metal at Twitter. And I'm going to explain to you the most primitive roots of metal. We're going to start, picture it as a, as a shrubbery. Now picture this in your head and picture the dirt in the ground. Now in this dirt are a number of elements that will help grow this plant, this intermingling root work, this uh, intricate root work of plants, the kind you have to get a chainsaw out and cut. Only we're not going to cut this one down. We're going to grow. We're going to cultivate this new plant, this new species of shrub. Of It's actually a hedgerow, so it's a number of shrubs growing into each other. Now, let's go to the lowest layers of the dirt here. Now, picture this. You have dirt. And in the lowest layers of this dirt, you have all of the negative human emotions that might inspire people to make music of a less happy nature. And this has always existed. There's always been music that hasn't been happy. There's always been people trying to get out their emotions in music, whether it's anger or sadness or, or depression or loneliness. So let's go to these basic human emotions that might inspire metal. And that would be evil, fear, greed, misery, sadness. Think of these emotions that might influence people to make music. And think of and combine those with all of the problems in civilization, all of the 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 negative things about about the human race that have really made it contributed to the misery of human beings, such as war or poverty, or think about the environment in England, uh, the, the post-war environment in England, the bombed out uh, landscapes of Birmingham and the factories and the smokestacks 
and the soot and the killer London fog. Think about all that. Think of how miserable England must have been in that time and how it influenced young musicians to start making music of a heavier and more negative nature. And it all started in the 1950s, you could say, when you, we got the first indications of rock and roll. And before that, blues. Of course, blues came from America. Of course, the British, you might say, co-opted blues. Blues came from all the problems in America, all the social problems in America that influenced people to make music about, you know, bitching. Music about bitching about stuff in, in, in most primitive form. It's really music about, you know, how your life isn't going well. And that could involve a lot of things. You might be going to jail or your woman left you, your woman done left you, or, uh, you know, you're out of money. All that makes the blues. Think about something that's not good. Maybe rock and roll sometimes was a more upbeat version of that. Sometimes rock and roll is about happy things. Yeah, you could say blues, sad, rock and roll, happy sometimes. Either way, both of these things would be the basic ingredients. All those things mentioned before were the basic ingredients of what would eventually form metal. Now, let's move into the 1960s. In the 1960s, we had the first separation, the first indication of real genres in music, whereas in the 1950s, we had rock and roll, blues, R&B, or country. That was really what all there was. In the 60s, we started to get bands, started to get bands with an identity. And let's start with, let's start at the lowest level, the first indications, the first basic indications, the most well-known indications that we would eventually have metal. Let's go to the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. I know a lot of you hate the Beatles. I, you know, I'm, just, I'm talking to a few certain people out there. I know you're like, the Beatles suck. doesn't matter. doesn't matter if the Beatles suck. They influenced metal. You have to understand that. It isn't, it isn't about what you like or what not you're not what you or what you don't like. This is science, people. This is this is completely objective. All right? These are facts. These are true facts, not alternative facts. These are true facts, okay? I did a lot of research here. The Beatles are responsible for metal, as the Stones are, as the Beach Boys are. They're on the list too. They have a they have an influence. It's a minor influence. But let's follow the chart. I can't explain the whole chart because I'll be here forever. And I, I want to make this podcast a quick one. I'm going to put the chart up and you're going to see a root work that will eventually, you basically see a cloud of bands, a cloud of popular 60s bands that obviously had a major influence on all music today. However, you're going to see how these bands influenced the first indications of metal. And the first indications of metal will be the part of the ground where the ground becomes the air where the first stems of this shrubbery, of this rootwork, of this hedgerow are sprouting up. And that will be uh, represented by five bands. And we could probably do more, but we're going to focus on these bands. And of course, I want you to write in and tell me what you think. Here lies metal at gmail.com. We're going to start with Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, King Crimson, and the Stooges. All these bands will influence metal in their own way. None of these bands are metal bands. However, they will be a total influence on the future in the 1970s in metal. And you'll see how the bands and the cloud beneath them in the dirt will influence them. So I'm basically drawing a root work, color-coded root work. Each band will be a color. We'll have Led Zeppelin is blue, Deep Purple is purple, Black Sabbath is black, King Crimson is red, and The Stooges is pink. Yes, I picked pink for punk rock, okay? And you will, I will draw lines in color, and they will connect to each of these bands in the cloud below. So you'll see here... My theory, my simple theory of how these bands are influencing the first roots of metal. These are the sub-roots of metal. 
Now, I want, like I said, I want you, the listener at home, to contribute to this great project because I don't have all the facts. I'm trying here. I'm trying to figure this out. This is a great scientific project. And you could say it's an improvement upon the project that um, the metal anthropologist, as he calls himself, Sam Dunn, the Canadian metal anthropologist that had a whole series on YouTube, I believe you could watch. I think it's the history of metal or something like that. Anyway, he made a metal tree that was basically categorized into different genres and their evolution time-based. However, I'm doing this a little more detail. I'm doing this a different way. I'm inspired by what Sam Dunn had done. Sam Dunn had done. They, people must really make fun of him for that. Sam Dunn, what have you done? Well, this is what Sam Dunn done. Sam Dunn, overdone, overdone, done under, and he served under Dunder, and under un, and under o. And he gave us this great metal tree, and you can look it up, and he did a good job. And he basically put bands into categorizations, little boxes, little compartments, and you know he'd have, this is where death metal comes in, and this is where power metal comes in. But was, his was basically confined to metal, to what metal was. And it all started, I believe, with Black Sabbath, obviously. However, we're going to do this a little more detail. We're going to get a little more in-depth, Sam Dunn. Okay, I'm going to, not to outdo you, Dunn, not to out-overdone you, do, done, but I'm going to make this a little more detailed. And we're going to make this more in-depth. And we're going to get really scientific. We're going to get crazy. We're going to get neurotic. We're going to get autistic about this, okay? We're going to get full-on ridiculous about this theory. And you at home are all going to help me get this project done. We're going to do this together because we're all metal fans, aren't we? We all want to be metal scientists, don't we? We want to get into the most in-depth, intricate details of metal. Isn't that what we want to do? We have nothing else to do with our lives. So this is what we're going to do. This is our passion, right? We love metal. We want to study metal. We want to all become metallologists along with Maledictus, your, your scribe of metal. I was commissioned, like I said in the previous episode, by the demons above or the gods below or turn that around. And they want me to be the scribe of metal. They want me to be the great messenger, the great speaker of metal. As much as I could do, I will dedicate my life to this project. So we're going to start here. We're only going to start here at the ground root level. And we'll do another episode in a couple of episodes. And we'll continue on this. We'll go to the next level. And this will be more exciting because it'll be more expansive. We'll be in the 70s now and we'll start getting into real metal bands and other metal bands that influenced metal that were influenced by these pre-metal bands that influenced metal bands. It'll be a giant chain, a giant root work system. So it'll be pretty cool. So we're going to stop here. We're going to stop where these bands become stems. Like I said, Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, Crimson, King Crimson, and the Stooges. And these, this is your, these are your, your stems. This is where metal will start with these bands and they will influence different types of metal. And that's about all we have for, for this project, this part of the project. This is figure one. Let's, let's call this the Here Lies Metal Great Shrub Row, the Great Hedgerow of Metal, Figure One. And that's what this is about. And I'm going to post that picture on social media. And you're going to look at it and you're going to say, hey, man, you're wrong about this. This is what I have to say. That's what I want you to do. I want you to contribute. I want you to disagree with me. I want you to make your own theory because this is an open forum. I might be the scribe of metal, but I want you guys to be the, the, the mass of metal, the masses of metal. I want you guys to be the electorate of metal. I want you to be the de the democracy of metal, okay? Uh, believe it or not, this is going to be a democracy. We're going to do this together because you all have knowledge out there as well. I'm just speaking. I'm the voice. You guys could be voices too if you decide to make a podcast, but right now I'm the voice, okay? So you have to speak through me. Speak through me. Speak, and I will speak to the world, and I will tell them what you have to say about this. 
and you could just listen to yourself. You could listen to yourself be spoken through me, and then you could just speak again. It'll be a continuous cycle. You just keep hearing yourself through my mouth. Isn't that weird? That might be all it will be for now. But eventually everyone will hear us because everyone will eventually listen to the Hero Lives Metal podcast. Am I right or am I right? We're going to build upon this. What will, the, what will figure two be? Figure two will be the 1970s. Figure two will be where we get into bands like Queen, perhaps Judas Priest and Motorhead and prog rock and punk rock, the Ramones. That should all occur in figure two. All the first indications of metal band and in what and metal bands and what these bands and how the evolution would start and how the genres would start forming. And you'll see that in the root work where bands will be in proximity to each other. That will indicate a genre of metal as opposed to closing it in a box like Sam Dunn had done. So my my is a little more for my model is a little more free flowing and a little more dynamic, a little more easy to alter, you could say. No nothing is certain. There's no boxes, there's no boundaries. There's just a natural root work, a natural formation as nature would intend, because metal is just nature. It was bound to happen. It was inevitable. As long as there is misery in the world and people that are pissed off, people that are, are, are oppressed in the world, they will be metal. Am I right? Maybe metal and music in general will turn around. It'll get stronger. It'll get better. Because right now, you know, the world of metal, you know, I, I, I want to like new bands, but I'm having a lot of trouble right now. I'm trying. I'm trying very hard to like new bands. I'm always looking for new bands. But it turns out every new band I like is just a band that sounds like an old band. And that's just not very productive now, is it? I want a new band to make a new sound that I can get into. Are you listening out there? Let me inspire you. You said it's like when, they, when, you're, when you're a metal legend 40 years from now, you're like, what inspired you? And you say, well, this crazy guy, this guy that calls himself the scribe of metal, his name was Maledictus. We don't know who he really was. But he said for me to make a new sound. And he was tired of hearing the same old stuff again. He was tired of hearing new bands that sound like old bands. He doesn't want to like them. He wants a new sound. He wants metal to be progressed again. And that's why I did that. I was the next Iron Maiden because Maledictus told me to be. He told me. It wasn't Satan. It was Maledictus. I want you to keep stay tuned. And we'll, do, we'll, we'll touch on, we'll revisit this subject again in a few episodes but until then, um, let's conclude this explanation of the great hedgerow of metal. And let's build upon it together. Let's make this the next um, anthropological uh, breakthrough in the world. It'll be about metal. Imagine that. And like I said, we will touch upon this again in a few weeks. We'll go back to the normal format next week. I want to keep this episode short. This is... Um, this study, this experiment, this project is going to take a long time. It might take the rest of our lives to complete as metal will keep progressing. Hopefully, we have a continued progression and a continued life of metal. But let's start at the beginning. We have a long way to go from here. We are at the beginning of metal here on the chart. We are at the basic event in history where metal is starting to appear. And this is the year 1968. This hedgerow begins it breaks ground in 1968 that is the year that is the golden year of the first indications of proto metal of what would be metal what would influence metal and a lot of music today hard rock as well it'll go to many different paths and this is where it'll all start and this will become clear 
as these episodes continue. So let's conclude this uh, explanation for now. Let's move on to the credits. Let's move on to uh, all that business stuff at the end. So thank you for listening to my explanation. I hope you're not sleeping right now. If you really love metal, if you really have a passion for metal, if you really are a music snob, if you own a lot of records and you like to know everything about music, you're that guy that everyone uh, at the parties uh, try to get away from because you just keep talking about music and you know everything about music, if you're that guy, then this podcast is for you. This particular episode is for you. We're going to talk about boring music science. That's what this is. It's, it's, it's the ultimate level of music geekdom, I think. And that's where we're going to go here. We're going to touch upon that every couple of episodes because I know you. there's some people out there that don't think I'm crazy. And you're like, wow, I could talk to this guy. Somebody understands me. And, and hopefully we can all understand each other. Metal at gmail.com. Talk to me. Talk to me, people. I need you to talk to me. I need you to give me your, your feedback on this, on what we're doing here, this project of mine, this task as the scribe of metal, as instructed by the demons below or the gods above. We're not sure yet. We'll find out soon when they reveal themselves. So thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening. And I hope you listen next week. So be sure to follow us on social media. And that's Twitter at Here Lies Metal. Facebook at Here Lies Metal. Instagram, Metal Lies Here. See what I did there. And contact me at Gmail. Here Lies Metal at gmail.com. Talk to me. Tell me about stuff. Tell me about the show. Tell me about your show. Tell me about your experience with metal. Tell me about your band. Tell me about your shitty band. Tell me. I'm listening. I'm listening to you if you're listening to me. Now, be sure to subscribe here. Now, be sure to... Now, be sure to subscribe. Now, be sure to subscribe to Here Lies Metal on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And don't forget to rate us, even if you hate us. And if this podcast sucks, only you have the power to destroy it. So keep on listening. And uh, give me some feedback, people. Tell me if you like it or hate it. And finally, it's my passion to bring you, the listener, these tales of metal. However, if you'd like to support this show, your donations are highly appreciated. And you can find that you can give to Here Lies Metal at um, patreon.com forward slash Here Lies Metal. Give a quarter, give a dollar, give five dollars, give ten dollars, give a zillion dollars. Give us something if you like what you hear. So thanks again for listening and we will see you next week with perhaps another playlist or maybe another subject in metal history. I don't know. Tell me what you want to hear about, and I will perhaps make that happen. If you email me, I will read your name on the podcast. How would you like that? Hey, you could get some recognition, huh, by contacting me. I promise you I will talk. I will mention you and what you said, no matter what it is. Here lies metal. Once again, we'll see you soon. Good night. Well, since this episode was so short, I'm going to I'm gonna play some guitar for you. Kind of like what Mark Marin does, right? I'm just going to play some metal guitar for you. Hope you enjoy it. Good night, everyone. <laughs>